When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. Is Tony on a call or something? He knows we're in a tight window to... Am I already recording? Yeah, but are you here? Like, are you present? If I say, hey, Tony, how was your day? Am I just going to get met with you on a conference call? Or Would that not have been funny? <laughs> I would have laughed later, but I would have been frustrated in the moment. <laughs> we don't get this Tony over at NBC. Uh, I was you get Tony him, the suit, I bet. I didn't realize that he was funny until I started re- <laughs> listening to your podcast. Yeah. I also thought he was like Eef. in his mid-30s because he was just so accomplished and stiff <laughs> that voice too that voice tony is a 20 28 year old in a 14 year old or a 14 year old in a 28 year old's body so but sort of like some parts of him are 14 some parts some in some ways he's even younger but then there's also ways where he talks like he's 70 like all of tony's words for uh relations Come from yeah, I was really like about early to say. Old Testament, all of them, or or like old people slang, like something my grandpa would say. I respect should, the crowd. I don't know what to tell you. You've got to throw those into what does it mean? The like old old slang. I did have an I, I had you're reading my mind because I had an idea to throw that spin that game back around on you, Russ. But if I use '90s slang, it's you'd still know that. I, I, I was going to go back and pull like 1920s slang and see that I don't even know what it means. <laughs> See if you could uh, figure it out. Like if someone says, hey, that's berries. That means something in the 1920s. Or we could say. We got nervous. Jason <laughs> got so scared. Like, I don't want to. Get, I don't want to cancel on the podcast that we can, we can edit out. ourselves. Yeah, you think Tony's gonna leak this to like TMZ? <laughs> you can be. <laughs> he might. We better never make Tony mad. All the stuff that's oh, been cut from this show. I would, all the tape. No, I, would, I would sue Tony so fast. Oh my god, Russ! You you just try to run for office. Try to run for office someday, and, oh. and if Tony's not on board, like when you <laughs> decide to run when. When you decide to run for office, your first call needs to be to Tony and the first check you write under the table or not check, probably just cash. The first <laughs> briefcase full of cash you need to drop off is on his doorstep. You go, oh, you want to be a CEO now, huh? You yeah. want all that stuff I cut out? <laughs> you and Jason? <laughs> I'm still have 100000 in my account. It's leaking to the media. By the way, I'm, uh, I'm in Dayton, Ohio. I'm still on this week-long road trip with my kids, getting home finally today. And I talked to Tony the other day on the phone and he uh, we were just chatting for a few minutes. And Tony, you know, trying to be nice, asked me how the trip is going. 
and he's just like, I, we're in North Carolina and he's like, uh, so you guys uh, like go fishing or something? Like it was just the first like white person activity I think that came to mind or, or maybe the only one he could think of. And I was like, come on, Tony, like, how could you assume that? No, I don't know what white people do, but uh, we, we went I mean, kayaking. That does sound like a good vacation activity. I'm not going to lie. What, what other things would you have guessed, Tony? What are your other activities that you think uh, the whites particularly the whites. enjoy? Uh, hiking. <laughs> Yo, I was going to guess hiking too. I'm not going to lie. I can't, I can't comment on any of these because then I'm being, then I'm like excluding and saying other people can't do these things, but uh, camping, you, you guys will have to just, I'll, I'll blink twice. If it sounds to me also like a very white activity. <laughs> I saw you guys at a fancy park. That was great. Yes. In Pittsburgh. So after the trek from Pittsburgh to North Carolina, if it wasn't fishing and hiking, what did you do on the trip? Let's get into that. I have a few things to mention to you about this road trip. Let's start the show. Uh, welcome to Sports Adjacent. I'm Jason Leisure with my co-host, Russ Dorsey. I was thinking just yesterday, I know this is going to sound sappy, but I feel like you should say these things to people if you think them. I love doing this podcast with you. Dude, I yeah, appreciate Just that. so you know. Thank you, sir. We have Tony Gill producing as always, and I don't have really anything nice to say about that. And... <laughs> One of the funnest things about this show is to have guests. We had Cam Ellis last month, and today we have from NBC Sports, the Cubs beat writer and the host of the More Than a White Man's Game podcast, Maddie. That was awful, Jason. I'm yeah, going to redo that. Yeah, you try the volume. It, it it blew out, bro. All right, well, you try, Russ. From NBC Sports Chicago and the More Than a White Man's Game podcast, Maddie Lee joins us right no, no, here no, no, on the no, station. No. I'm not going to do it like an announcer. No, I wanted no, to I do it like, like an announcer on these microphones, dude. Okay, well, probably if you don't cup your hands on the mic like I did. You have a great voice. Come on. I'm not going to do it like an announcer like we're ringside, bro. It it made me, it made me feel like I was about to, to jump in the ring and... Yeah. Throw some bows, and can you I'm tell a, that I a, don't watch wrestling, Jason? <laughs> here soon, we're gonna go thirty. <laughs> but no, we're really excited to have Maddie on the pod. Uh, she is a frequent listener, which yes. we appreciate. She's also our teammate here on the House of Hill Network. That's awesome. Go listen and subscribe to her podcast. Uh, it's on the House of L feed. Speaking yeah. of things you should do. Uh, this show is brought to you by Obvious Shirts, and they have all our shirts on there for pre-order. Uh, five different shirts, all available in black or blue, and you can use our promo code ADJACENT10. You will get 10% off and free shipping. That's a pretty good deal. Uh, if you pre-order those now, they've been out, up there for a little bit. You probably will be getting it pretty soon. Uh, Russ, to answer your question, we were in Western Pennsylvania. Then we did a little detour into Washington, D.C. for just a few hours. Uh, the kids... I took the kids around to show them the monuments. Did not go well. I can't uh, imagine at that age, kids want to see monuments. Well, they, but... they wanted to. They wanted okay. to. My, my kids love history. But then we got there and it was just nothing but complaints about how hot it was. And I'm like looking at my phone. I'm like, guys, it's like 5 p.m. and it's 79 degrees. What's the <laughs> we're not trekking across the Sahara. What's the deal here? Um, and then we had a big incident after that leaving Washington, D.C. to go down to North Carolina. And uh, this one's on me. When you're traveling around with a seven-year-old and a 10-year-old, the bathroom stops are frequent. There are a lot of them. 
And I made the mistake of saying, you know what, let's just, let's do for efficiency sake here. Let's get gas and go to the bathroom. Let's, when we stop for gas, you guys go to the bathroom. You can't yeah, take your kids to a gas station bathroom. You just can't, you gotta, you gotta at least go McDonald's level or higher. I think for a bathroom gas station is not a good move. And my kids go into this, my seven-year-old, especially Anna goes into this gas station in somewhere in Virginia and there's feces on the floor. Oh, okay. No. Which I didn't know I'm pumping gas. So I don't know. I find this out. She comes up. She's like, the bathroom is so gross, dad. I was like, yeah, yeah. Gas station. But no, no, really gross, dad. There was poop on the floor. And I'm like, ugh. And so then she's getting in the car. Oh, she's no. getting in, in the minivan. Oh. And uh, I'm like, it's why does it smell so bad? in here? Oh, my God. And I'm like, it smells like, you know, that smell. That's not from a dog or just, <laughs> you're, something. You're, you know, that like, smell. all right, who shit in here? But like, no, yes. I'm, I'm thinking like, did something happen in there? Did you have an accident or something? And I'm like, wait a minute. And I pick up, I take off one of her sandals and there it is. Oh, sandals uh, too. Oh, and wow. oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, um, where did your mom buy these sandals? And she says, Walmart. I was like, all right, right in the trash. We'll get new ones. Oh my gosh. Oh, my skin is crawling. <laughs> I don't, I don't feel good, man. You got to go at least fast food restaurant or better for these bathrooms. I See, think I, I, I want to agree with you. Like McDonald's is always like the go-to, but there's always like, you can find a nice gas station. Like there's some nice gas station bathrooms on these. Yeah. Rooms, on the loves rooms. is the move. That is loves. My- loves is great. Okay. Shout out to loves. All right. I write that down. QTs are also really good. Um, speedways. If you're traveling through the Midwest, like you are. Those are always great too. Maddie, did you go on road trips as a kid with your family? Not many. What I've done is moved across the country about four times. So gotten to know a lot of gas stations that way. Um, Did you guys know that East Coast people from the East Coast are like very into gas stations? Like this is a, a hot topic of conversation. Like, yeah, like specific chains, right? Yeah, their gas stations that they swear by, and it gets kind of heated. I didn't even know. Well, people in like I think it's New York. It's one of those places like you can't pump your own or Jersey. New Jersey. Like, you can't pump your own gas. That's dumb. Oh, yeah, New Portland Jersey. too. Really? Uh, on the other side. Well, I think the obsession with gas stations uh, in some parts of the country is because some of them serve food. So mm-hmm. Sheets or Wawa or places like that, they have more. Mm-hmm. I, I just. I can go to a restaurant. I don't need to get my food at a gas station. I don't go to gas stations that often. Are you that guy? That doesn't eat food from a gas station? It's not necessarily food. That <laughs> I, I didn't realize that was a guy. I thought that was like 97% wait, of us. Wait, let me, let me let me clarify. So like you can't you eat just like- just roll in there and grab a hot dog off the rollers, Russ? Come on, man. That, let me explain. So you don't go to like, a, if there's a subway in there. Oh, no, I'll do that. Oh, okay. Yeah. An actual restaurant built into the gas station. I'll do that. Okay. I was going to be like, bro, you can, you can. I don't prefer it though. I do assume it's like one step dirtier than the normal subway. (laughs) Okay. Thanks, Jason. Um, One thing about Maddie Lee, I don't know if the people know, and I don't know if you guys know. Y'all know she's like the biggest hater I know. Okay. (laughs) Well, she's mad at you. I, I was originally wondering, Russ, if maybe our show is, I was, I don't know Maddie. And so I was like, right. she seems, I, our, she might be too classy for our show, was my oh, initial shit. concern. Oh my and that God. was my concern. <laughs> if you ever listen to her, she has 
She did the uh, the stinger with Tony for Tony's reading segment, which uh, just I hope that drives you. I hope you regret that every day of your life that you did that, Maddie, because that is the bane of my job on the show. <laughs> but then I was listening to an episode of hers of more than a white man's game, and it opened with her burping up some locks that she had eaten. So I was like, and then so I was like, all right, that that might she might be kind of on our level. And then I found out she was mad at you, and I was like, we gotta have this is gonna be great. Anybody, anybody mad at me, well, Jason Marzamore here. It's it's more Russ is mad at me. Have you guys ever dared to not like one of Russ's Instagram posts? <laughs> I have I'm not really on Instagram, but I can see where this is. I can imagine he doesn't like this. Do you hear about it from him, Tony? If if you do or if you don't <laughs> click like on it, does Russ be like, yo, what's up? I mean, I know the importance of the like in terms of the algorithm. So I, I, I'll give See, like Thank you, I'm Tony. Like. Thank you. All right. Thank go you. on, Maddie. Okay. Go on, man. Well, I mean, I don't just like any old photo. Like when I like something. Even the ones of Russ? It means something. Russ, Russ um, is very, as you guys know, very proud of his now profile picture on Instagram. Um, or sorry, on Twitter. Also a post on Instagram. And yes. apparently he just looks up who has liked his stuff. Brings mm. <laughs> this up during on the list, game. Huh? Wait a minute, 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 wait, wait, wait. Let's not just throw that out there. There's there's a method behind I that mean, madness because when, oh, once you okay. it's about, once it, you put, it didn't sound crazy before, it's about to. No, no. Once you put it up, like I know who you scroll through to see who's who's liked it because there's there's certain ones that you're watching for. That's all I'll say. But continue, Maddie. I'm I'm gonna take that as you respect my opinion so much that you're you're watching for my likes. I am. Uh, he he brings this up during post game. We're all standing back in the back hallway at Wrigley. Uh, this was important enough to bring up as we're waiting for the next player to come on the Zoom, and. Um, he, he asked why I didn't like it. I told him I didn't like it. <laughs> it was so it was not even that she said she didn't like it. It was so matter of fact. And I, I brought it up. It was a joking manner because Jordan and I were talking about it because Jordan Bastion, also listener of the pod, shout out to Jordan, was just like, oh, I saw you put a new picture up on IG. And I was like, yeah. And then I was just like, yeah, you know who I didn't see like the photo? Maddie Lee. And I looked over and then she just goes, eh, didn't like it. And I'm just wow. like, wait a minute. Hold on there. You're not just going to speed past that and say it. I need information. Like, why? And it's kind of like, <laughs> well, I don't just like everybody's pictures. Like, I have to genuinely like, I'm like, shut up, Maddie. I'm not trying to hear that. Just go but ahead. But then like, it'll mean something to you when she does like one. It was this, this was the no, picture. And he, and this is the one thing. with him where he barely has a shirt on and with all the colors in the background. Yeah, that yeah, one? that oh, one. You know, that one, that must have hurt. That so then, but no, it's worse than that. Because then she goes. Because he likes you know, that one. She'll like a photo. Then she went and liked the photo that's not that photo on my Instagram. I don't oh, like wow. that. I like it's it. a great photo. The one that I went back and liked is this one with this little kid. You guys can see it. Oh, yeah. I've seen this. Yes. I, I legitimately like this one. It's a good one. Whatever. So her contact <laughs> info uh, is now Maddie Lee, big hater with the middle finger emoji. The, wow. the thing is, I might. There's like a good chance that I would have liked it at some point but at this point can i it's cool no keep up the hate it's cool what photo i like the 
Second one, it's, the it's, smiling it's, one's better than one the. Remember, we it's talked literally about my last week on the show, Tony. It's the last one I uh put put up on my IG. The smiling one's better the than one, the one with the Cuban the link. smoldering one. It's the one I have with the Cuban link, Tony. Okay. And so, yeah, it's cool though. It's it's a good picture, I, but does it deserve the same likes that I give to like Jordan's kids playing softball? Respectfully to my guy Jordan, bump his kids. <laughs> oh, you don't talk, nah, you don't I, talk about those kids. No, like that. no, no, I rock with. <laughs> like, I shout out to them. Oh, redact that, by the way, Tony. Don't put his kids' names in here. Um, but yeah, no, it's cool. So I, I'm honestly just honored that Maddie decided to come on my podcast because she, I feel like this is way bigger than my IG photo. I liked this one too, but it has me in it. Okay. Beef. This is a podcast again, so I'll describe that. It is a photo of Russ and Maddie sitting together on a bench of some kind or a wall. It's actually uh it's at, Wrigley. at Wrigley Field. Yeah. yeah, I only saw it for a second. It's cool. Okay, so wait, this doesn't get... work on audio platforms. <laughs> yeah, no, no, won't work on audio platforms. I mean, we can only afford to have one Tony, so please don't start doing all the Tony <laughs> things on here, Maddie. We can barely afford that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've gotten a little concerned uh, listening to your guys's podcast because I feel like I should agree with Russ most of the time, just in terms of we're about the same age. He's mm-hmm. not Tony. Like that's where my mind should be. <laughs> but as the podcast has gone on, I found myself agreeing with Tony and and feeling as old as Jason. And I'm a little I'm not sure what to think about that. That's a scary place. You're a crazy person. That's cool. <laughs> we still appreciate you. Like maybe I should stop listening. I'm I'm a little concerned. I look. I I'd love for you to listen, but it's just like it's. it's I don't what know cost? what it. I don't right. I don't know what it is about this man. Like, I think people just love the idea that he's so different. It's not that they agree with his takes. It's just like they're so far out there. Oh no no no. People no. don't. When people actually sit down and think about it. The ridiculous stuff I say doesn't sound that ridiculous. Yes, it does. I think people are just like, no, you're you're you you are opposite the establishment, and that's what people love. <laughs> I think that's what it is. I'm a variant. I'm, I live outside the matrix, guys, with no self awareness. Like as the rest of the world sits there and thinks he's insane, Tony's like they, they think I'm an intellectual. Yes. So I was flying back or I was flying to Los Angeles earlier this week or last week now. And on my flight, I get in and you guys know me, how I ha- always have a, the smoothest time on airplanes lately. How does this um, keep happening to you? I, I've flown all my life tons of times and I, most of it is uneventful. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. But it right, makes for good. It makes for good podcast content. It does. So, I'm glad that you're doing that. I'm glad that time, Russ's weirdness tour <laughs> across the country by air. And so this time there was nobody that grabbed me. Um, shout out to my girl, Lucky in Atlanta. She's good. People. <laughs> um, nobody grabbed me, but I, I'm sitting on in the aisle seat on the airplane. Okay. And the dude that sits That's the, the best seat. It is. And so like I needed to oh. do work. And so like 
that's the best seat because elbow room. You don't you have the aisle, yep. laptop out. It's great. And so the guy that sits next to me sits down and stocky dude, about six, three, two forty um, tattoos from his hands to the back of his neck. OK. But not front. No, and the front. But it's 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 different with like the 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 neck tattoo is like all right I'm not messing with this person, but the back of the neck tattoo you went through pain for something that you'll never see. So <laughs> clearly there's a different like mental space that you're in. Okay. So like you're always aware aware of your surroundings and you sh- always should be. Like I didn't feel in danger or anything like that. But just notice bros tattoos. So as we're on this plane. <laughs> and as they're reading off the health and uh safety stuff, yeah, bro is like fed up. He wants to go to sleep. He's like, shut up, <laughs> which made me laugh. But <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do it loud enough where it was like disrespectful, but he did it loud enough so like the people in the row could hear. And it was really right. they weren't about to ground the plane over this. No, 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 no. Um, so as we're in the air, he instantly goes to sleep. I'm doing work on my laptop or whatever. And uh, we get to about 30,000 feet flying. We're about an hour and a half into the trip. So as we're here, I'm working and I see bro leaning, leaning and leaning. Next thing I know. Toward you? Yes. Oh, geez. Next thing I know, he is full lean on my shoulder. His head? Is on your shoulder? Yes, dude. Like the way a child falls asleep on their parent? Correct. Oh my gosh. Well, What'd you do? That way. It's kind of cute. 63240. <laughs> Shut up, Maddie. 63240. <laughs> neck tattoo. And so at this, it's at this point where I'm goes, all right, this is not the type of dude that you pu- just push off you. Like, get off me, sir. Because this dude seemed like he would air this whole plane out <laughs> if, if that interaction went wrong. So I had a decision to make. Do I let this 6'3", 240-pound dude sleep on my shoulder on a flight from Chicago to L.A. Yeah. while I do my work? Or do I nudge him, wake him up, potentially get an altercation, and go from there? What did I do? I feel like you would have hit this head on. You are incorrect. I let that oh, girl. You went the Jason I, route. I <laughs> let that grown ass man sleep on my shoulder. Yes, I did. I had, and I have no problem. Like, you, you really think I was going to push bro off and have this altercation in this small row and be like, hey, bro, don't be sleeping on me on this plane. You wanted to live. Look, he's yeah. going to sleep on you either way. We can do this the easy way. Or the right. Way. <laughs> right. It, I'm just like, I'm not going to fight a brother with hand tattoos. Like, I'm not going to do that. Out of all the he, all the crap you give Jason about Jason not being not being willing to throw hands, that was uh, your opportunity. Uh, 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 finding smarter, more prudent alternatives to um, <laughs> displaying these hands. I'm with you, Tony, but we're on it. You have to know the surroundings and the situation. Mm. If uh, there's but, no exit, <laughs> right? Jason doesn't want to fight somebody in jewel, not somebody with a neck and hand tattoos that would do him like actually do him harm like you got to know the situation and the situation did not favor me i got a mac out i got the little little the little table down 
there's nowhere for me to go. I can't get footing properly in a row. Like, I'm not going to fight this dude who's built like a middle linebacker that also has a tap from his ankle to his neck. No, I'm not going to do this. So, yeah, it, I was just like, all right, I'm just going to act like nothing's going on, finish my story. And then I put my bag or my laptop in my bag and I like go to sleep. And I'm, and in my mind, I'm like, I need this plane to like bank where he like, <laughs> over and like he'll wake up and be like, oh man, I was leaning on this dude. Uh, and so what happened was I'm like slowly nuzzing over like as I'm sleep and like pretending to be sleep so that if he wakes up, I can just like, oh, he was sleeping. Like, it's not like intentionally, like I was intentionally right. off of me. Yes. And so it happened. And then the plane like, turned slightly or like shook we hit like an air pocket and it shook and he woke up and he i think he realized that and i faked sleep but he realized he realized he was laying on me and like got up and like you could tell he like was shaken by the moment like oh man i was sleeping on a dude on a plane <laughs> <laughs> and then like hope he didn't know this <laughs> yeah and slowly went back to sleep so oh. it was funny I like that you bring up the computer too, Russ, because that's such a baseball writer move to think about the computer first. You, you know, when fly when foul balls are coming in to the press box, you got to close the laptop, the laptop first. first before you worry about the ball. Now, most people have these and you know, that, like the, the the crappy block PC laptop. Yeah, I don't Nobody know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> Not coming at your your organization, but uh, most hey, people there's have two of us here now. Right, right. Most people don't care about like you know, I don't care about those. But like when you buy a MacBook, that's that's an investment. So you, you always have to watch out for that first. But yeah, no, I've been getting busy on airplanes doing work. Like I've been doing really good stuff. Like I need to fly more. So it's oh, like you have to too. When you have that kind of job, when I covered basketball, I was constantly working on the plane. And you know what? That's the most efficient work time I ever have. I heard a guy doing an interview once where he was writing a book and he just couldn't get it going. And he booked himself a round trip flight to Japan in order to work just to fly there and fly back just to work on the book and got the whole book done on the trip. No, it's, it's great. And like, you, the only bad part, you may or may not have the bad Wi-Fi. That helps. That helps. That makes you more efficient because you can't be messing around opening windows that you don't need. True. True. Very true. Have you been able to keep up with the basketball playoffs while you've been bouncing around the country? Yes. Okay. Do you need me to update you on any of the goings on? No, sir. I, I'm, I am all aware of all right, Bucks and Hawks. You yes. have uh, the, the clips down 3-2 to Phoenix. Chris Paul came back. Um, yeah. Paul oh, you're missing George. a couple things. I'm going to do it anyway. Okay. <laughs> Are you aware Trey Young is now playing in like Forrest Gump style braces? Yes. And uh, also the only reason I'm watching that series at this point, I think, is because is for the cutaways to commercial because I want to get a glimpse of fully caffeinated Bobby Portis on the bench. Every time he pops up on the screen, I have never seen a human with their eyes as wide open constantly as Bobby Portis is, who I actually didn't realize was a buck until like last week. He's having a career year. Like he was, was he the leading? He's like top five and three point percentage this season. Like good for Bob. Like after, <laughs> after uh, basically ending uh, 
Nikola Mirotic's career. Yes. Like, things went much better for Bob. He decided to play in Europe instead of continuing to face right. more Bobby Portis. Right. He After he went 30 with Bobby Portis, he was just like, all right, I'm good on this America thing. I'm also really glad to see that a player like DeAndre Ayton still has a place in today's game because I felt like we were kind of weeding those guys out, big men who are just really athletic and but don't shoot mid to long range. And I think I figured out what I like about him, about his game so much is he's really, really skilled in there by the rim. Some of these lobs they throw him are not great. Right. And he, it's not like Hassan Whiteside a few years ago where they just put it there and all he has to do is basically fall on it with his hands and it goes in. He is so good, uh, Aiton, at adjusting and kind of working with the ball wherever it is and still getting it in. Yeah, to be able to contort your body at that size. And he's not like he's in, he's more lean compared to a lot of big men that that usually have that skills or right, that yeah. uh the game that he has, but he's yeah. a lot more lean and athletic. So to be able to contort and and go up and just yeah, just put the ball in the air yeah. and he'll find some way to either even if he doesn't dunk it, like lay it at the rim. Like, no, he's very skilled. And I I'm glad like the world gets to see that now because I don't think people were watching the Suns there. No. I mean, I was barely even watching the Suns a month ago. Maddie, the thing I'm getting worried about, though, is we all think we want to see different teams. We all think we're tired of LeBron being in the finals every year. We want to see something new. And now I'm getting worried that none of these teams are really that great. And maybe Nets-Lakers was what I wanted all along. Well, that would have been fun. But, I mean, I after covering basketball for a few years – this is really fun. We've had a lot of awesome game sevens, but I do want to get back to where superstars are healthy because I think even if it means that there's more parity when they're all getting hurt, it's better when they're all healthy for sure. I, yeah. One thing I was going to tell people like Maddie covered the Oklahoma city thunder um, for the Oklahoman, which is dope. Shout out to Oklahoma. Um, she was she was at the ground zero game, the, uh, yeah. the March 2020 Thunder Jazz. Yeah, that was yeah, wild. When the world ended, that was uh, no, that was crazy. But I was going to say somebody has to have a Chris Paul voodoo doll because it, it seems like any time this dude gets close to sniffing the finals, yeah. something happens. It was the hamstring uh, when he was with the Rockets and then. You know, the Thunder last year weren't able to go that far. And then this year with COVID. So I'm hoping that the, the Suns pull it off so he can at least appear in the finals right. before his career is done. And that would be awesome. But yeah. Although I am happy for Devin Booker because I feel like so much, we just kind of wrote him off for years. Empty and calories. Grinding with these terrible teams. Yes. And then suddenly we're like, oh, well, it wasn't him this year. He just happens right. to be there. Like I'm happy for him that, that he got some of those. He's gotten big moments in the playoffs. People are actually appreciating what, what a good player he is. Russ, I can't tell anymore if Chris Paul is faking it, by the way. I feel like sometimes he is, sometimes he's not. Sometimes he's faking it and he gets legitimately hurt because he sold the fake so hard. I can't tell. Oh, I don't know. Well, the COVID thing. He's that, that was, good. That was the COVID no, 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 thing. No, yeah, okay, thank you. Yes. I don't <laughs> think it was fake. No, that was not a COVID flop. No, I mean in the game, man. 
The thing that Patrick oh, Beverly was screaming about last night. Or no, game, Pat, no uh, Pat, I shouldn't Pat say last night hope. since we're recording this. What was it? Monday night. Yeah, Pat was hilarious because, no, he was definitely being a uh, the Academy Award goes to Chris Paul for some of those those acting skills. And I think sometimes but, he actually gets hurt. You could no, actually sometimes he does actually faking it. He's old. And like <laughs> when you got to throw your body around, you're, you're going to land weird and hurt yourself. My favorite thing, though, about his rip move is that he is so good about picking his spots and making sure he's going to get free throws out of it. Like he has. He does some ridiculous things with just the way that he thinks about the game. Like, were you guys watching when, oh, and I covered this game and now I'm forgetting which team it was, but he called out another player for walking in. The untucked jersey? With the untucked yes. jersey. And yes, that was yes, yes. that was like the turning point in the game. And like, mm-hmm. if you're on the other side, obviously you're pissed off. But like, that's just who Chris Paul is. And I think it's hilarious. And just kind of sums up so much about him. I can't. I mean, I like Chris Paul. I I just can't respect the man that constantly goes after dudes' uh, man areas during games. He's like, famous I, for that. He's been I, doing I, this since college. I just can't vibe with that. Like, it's all right, dude. You're taking it a, a bit too far with your competitiveness. That you got to go that far. Like, I just can't rock with that. So I didn't rock with Grayson Allen. <laughs> I, I know who you can rock with Tony is Patrick Beverly. I don't even have to ask you if you love Patrick Beverly. I know you do. You are the Patrick Beverly of this show. <laughs> He's very, very that's, disruptive. That's what side Chicago, man. Yeah, that's like reason one on a list of a thousand things that you and him have in common is your Chicago roots. When Russ, when you're in LA, did you see any billboards for the new Nick Cage movie that comes out this month? No, I don't think it made it. <laughs> they didn't make any billboards for Pig. They did not. They did not make the Nick Cage uh, billboards. And I was, I was like all, I was all around. Like I was in the Valley, Burbank. Yeah. Like I was looking around for it. Nothing there. Okay, well, I can help you with that. I've seen the trailer. Uh, he has a new movie out called Pig. Maddie, we talk a lot about Nick Cage on this show. Uh, actually, mostly I do. Although they love National Treasure. Um. Oh. I, I could barely get through it, but this trailer for pig opens with this beautiful jazz music and it's him communicating with his pet pig, apparently through whistles and snorts and things. And uh, it is basically a movie about a reclusive truffle hunter in Oregon who has his prize pig kidnapped. And if you're not hooked already, I guess pignapped, maybe let me continue. Uh, he, he goes <laughs> on a soul searching quest to find this pig. Uh, and at one of the reviews I read of it described it as John Wick, but with a pig. So I think maybe this could be the movie we go see as a show, Russ, since you guys didn't want to go to Fast 9 or one of the other ones. I can't remember the other one I suggested. Oh, I suggest, I, yeah, well, I didn't suggest we go as a show, but Rush totally shot down the idea of him ever seeing In the Heights. No. No, it was, no, that didn't suit that. I, I literally asked about you on the show, like, is it more of like West Side Story? Uh, and you said it was, and I would be interested in that. So I haven't seen it yet, but I, I'd be willing to give it a shot. You seem like I haven't totally hooked you on this Nick Cage movie. So I'm going to pull out one more trick from my bag and have Tony read you a monologue of Nick Cage that he delivers during the movie. And now, Tony Gill reads. Don't say anything, Jason. What's up, guys? 
It's Tony uh, Gill with glasses here. Um, I know this is an audio medium, but I have put on my reading glasses and I am prepared to read uh, because this is the Tony Gill read segment. Nick Cage in the new movie, Pig. I remember every meal I ever cooked. I remember every person I ever served. You live your life for them. They don't even see you. You don't even see yourself. We don't get a lot of things to really care about. Who has my pig? <laughs> now I want to see Tony Gill in this movie. That was fantastic. Maybe he can star in Pig too. I, I had to try so hard not to just yell at you again for repeating this. Why do you, Maddie, when you listen to the show, does it just exasperate you that you went to the work to record? <laughs> Tony asked you to record this. And I, did you do that in one take or it sounds really good? I th- yeah, I think I did it in one take. I was, very professional. I was at Wrigley. <laughs> yeah. Sounds very sophisticated, very professional. And he Thank plays you. it every time. That's me. And then he just he metaphorically takes a dump on it by repeating it and saying, this is Tony Gill with classes. And this is the time <laughs> that I read because it's the reading segment every freaking time. Well, I will say. I do kind of appreciate that every single time you guys have this conversation. So then I get to listen to myself twice every time. Also been listening long, long time listener, first time visitor, Caller. Um, <laughs> kind of calling. Uh, I kind of assume that Tony was just saying that he was putting on glasses for shits and giggles. I'm really happy that he actually does put on glasses. We do have this conversation every time. And I, some people think that it, sh- it does make me insane. It takes every ounce of restraint I have in my body. Like I will be irritable for the rest of the day because of how much effort I had to put into not unloading on him every single time he does that. You got to understand the art, Jason. Like it's a whole thing. You, can't, you don't get in the way of the artist, man. It's artistry, what we're doing here and what I'm doing here, all right? Just mute your mic, please. wasn't wrong by the way about that phil jackson stuff i have a serious question for you about that okay phil jackson's a racist no not necessarily racist but i think a lot of the things that phil has said over the years have been very racially insensitive i think there's Accidental a racist like uh, i think there's a difference LL cool J. racist adjacent yes <laughs> yes <laughs> on that i don't like Take us off. I didn't like the sound of that exactly. (laughs) You need to enunciate those words much more clearly for my taste. (laughs) That's funny. That's very funny. Not to me, it's not. But um, have you seen this video of Scottie Pippen on the Dan Patrick show, which he has a lot to say on there, but most, including at one point, Russ, he, I guess, didn't feel like Dan Patrick was getting his point and asked him, do you speak English or do you understand English? Um, go ahead. Have you seen this? Yeah. I, we talked about it in our little uh, in segment thing recently, but I, Scotty is drunk as hell or high as hell in all of these. He's like, if you, if you look at Scotty out of it, I, I, and I imagine like he still has like lucid thoughts, but I yes. just don't think this is like Scotty on the strength of waking up in the morning sober. Like I have a hard time believing that. But I, I think 
Scotty has a new alcohol line out and also has a book coming and yes. he's making sure those shits fly off the shelves and he's just gonna he's gonna do any interview my man Tyler Tyne sat down with him did a feature uh he did Dan Patrick he's been going on everything like if you want to talk to Scotty now is the time yes right maybe we could get him on Russ he maybe was he come on here the main thing that he he said a lot of things and has been been saying a lot of things in general lately, but the main thing that he said that will help promote his book, I think, and help get a lot of interest is in GQ. He said that that famous play in the 94 playoffs against the Knicks, where they wanted to use him as a decoy and have Tony Kukoc take the final shot, which worked. He made it uh, with 1.8 seconds left. He alleges very clearly that that was a race-based decision by Bulls coach Phil Jackson. And that's where that's where I think this goes from being nonsense where you're trying to sit there and figure out is Scotty Pippen really with it right now? Or is this a really a more serious conversation? Yeah, I, that, well, that part is just like, all right, I know. I don't think that that was um, due to race. I think it was Phil and Tex Winter and those guys. Just, oh, that's the best play or just do that. And <laughs> Tony Kukos is a much better shooter. You know what I'm saying? And so the fact that Scotty's held on to that this long after six titles, like, doesn't that tell you something? A well, you remember about- last year in the, with the last dance, he mm-hmm. basically stood by that decision. I mean, one of the most selfish, really frustrating things I can remember from the last few years of the last few decades of Chicago sports. And he, instead of saying, you know what? That was, was the wrong, wrong move. Mm-hmm. He, he stands by that. He clings to that. Am I too naive? Am I too like in the position of privilege where this would never, ever happen to me as a white person that I immediately dismiss the idea that any coaching decision like that late in a playoff game would ever be race-based? No. That any coach would ever allow racism to determine a, a play that he would call to win or lose a game? I imagine it's happened in the history of sports. Sure. I do. I think it, it's happened before. I, I think so in that situation, I don't think that was the case. And I will say Scotty saying that Phil is racist. I think people dismiss that. I think Phil says some things over the last couple of years that even if he's not racist, they're very racially insensitive. And yeah. I, so there was a little bit more, no, that wasn't the thing of the many that things that Scotty said that took me like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he said that. Like, go back and read some of that stuff that Phil said over the last couple of years and, and see if you could could figure out why Scotty might say that or and you know make your own assessments there. But there is some circumstantial evidence or maybe some ancillary evidence when you look at the way he talked about Kobe Bryant uh, as being uncoachable. And then more, I think more famously, he referred to LeBron James and his business partners as a posse, which was interpreted as a, what would you call that? A racially insensitive comment or a racially motivated comment, maybe? Racist adjacent, adjacent, Tony says. That's going to be Tony's new podcast. That's going to be his (laughs) 39th different podcast. (laughs) Finally, he can speak his mind because he can't on all his other ones. I uh, I've always thought Scotty was a simp. 
Uh, I don't know what that means. No, don't do Tony. You got to use a different okay. word because I'm actually in a. <laughs> what's that mean today? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going to have to start thinking of what I think that means. <laughs> I, I, I mean, like, I, I never respected Scotty's get down. Like, I never rocked with him. I never vibed with him. Um, I mean, and it just, just like Scotty needs an adult. Like that Peter Griffin thing or Family Guy, I need an adult. Scotty needs an adult. Like, I, I don't know what's wrong with him. And he was always weird to me. And I'm like, I mean, I get why people, I mean, he was an excellent basketball player. But other than that, Scotty is not a person I would want to be around or befriend. Like, he just is a weird dude. Like, I, I just can't rock with him. Like, I mean, also for the younger generation, Scotty is a, like, I'm sorry, Russ, is a super simp the way Future did his, did his whole family. Like, oh <laughs> like Scotty gets no respect from the younger generation whatsoever. When he you was guys... really, as a basketball player, kind of a precursor to LeBron James. As that's far as the way he claim. played in the position he yeah. played. Yeah, he, that's his only claim to relevancy to, to anything, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, Go ahead, Maddie. Have you guys read the whole GQ Q&A? What, Tyler's piece? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've well, what my big takeaway from that, which there were so many, there, he was all over the place with that. Um, but my big takeaway is he seems to have this complex about Michael Jordan and about The Last Dance and how this is all like that was 100 percent, you know, him choosing the narrative, which like, yeah, we we knew that. Like, obviously, it's Michael Jordan. But now this is his book and his book tour. And I feel like he's just taking it and running with it and being like, that's what I'm going to do too. I'm going to make this my thing. And uh, take that MJ. These days work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Yeah, I I don't feel like this for Scotty's like us. Rem- this is how people are going to remember Scotty. And I th- that sucks. Yes. Do I think people still remember? Yes, Scotty's one of the top 100 basketball players to ever live. Legend, you know, a, a crucial member of those Bulls championship teams great career hall of famer but at the same time like the legacy gets tarnished when you go on this uh this book tour this uh rollout for your alcohol line and just start you know just letting it fly whether it's true or not giving hot takes and stuff like i know we live in this hot take society but i don't like that as a way scotty's gonna go out He's cost himself this chance to be a guy, one of these legacy guys that you always see at the all-star game that you always see showing up at the NBA finals. That's just like one of these elders 
of the game. And you, you guys are too young, but you might've seen, you saw last dance. You might've seen some of these old games. He was an incredible player, almost unprecedented the way that he played. And he was an MVP level player when Jordan was gone. Scott, I, Scotty Pippen was unbelievable defense. I would love people want to see LeBron versus Jordan. If you could somehow create that, I want to see LeBron against Pippen because I feel like they would just go punch for punch, inch for inch with each other. Scotty was such a good defender, especially at that size and at that position, but he is throwing away his chance to have that kind of legacy and that kind of post-career elevation by doing a lot of this. I don't know who he's going to have left friend wise at the end of this. Yeah. He could have easily been like a sympathetic character in in this whole saga right like the guy who didn't get his due because everyone saw him as the sidekick this that and the other and that's but eh. why is that why is that so bad for him to accept that he was the greatest robin or the greatest number two of all time like why is that so bad for him i i'm i'm with you tony i think uh i think we can look at if you want to modernize it I think that's the reason that LeBron and Kyrie didn't work, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, I think some guys just feel like I'm an alpha by nature, and that's my – I have to be the lead dog on a championship team. And I think after he looked back and saw how history um, viewed him and viewed him in that way, he didn't like that. I think in the moment you you didn't necessarily, or he probably thought about, especially at the end where you're like trying to get traded out of Chicago and everything that transpired, wherever else, Jerry uh, Jerry Krause. But yeah, I I think there's just some guys that's I'm not gonna be somebody's Robin, and that was that's Scotty, and and I feel like it's it shouldn't cross over into your life, but I feel like it has in a lot of ways. Like I feel like he just feels like. He's always he seems unhappy. He seems yeah, unhappy. I mean, like, when you watch him in that interview, he doesn't look no, like he's out there enjoying really. himself. Life has been uh, interesting for Scotty post-career. Yo, it's Russ Dorsey. Look, you've been waiting. I've been waiting. And now it's time. Sports adjacent merch is now available for pre-order on obviousshirts.com. That's obviousshirts.com. Look, you want some new merch? You want some stuff that says sports adjacent, maybe Tony Gill versus libraries. Maybe you love Russ Dorsey. We have shirts for you too. go to obviousshirts.com, make your pre-orders and you'll have that merch in no time. But don't forget, because we have this great partnership with our friends over at obvious shirts, you can use promo code adjacent 10 to get 10% off your purchase. That's promo code adjacent 10 to get 10% off your purchase. Obvious shirts, words on shirts. After uh yeah, young Scotty, let's I think it's a good time to play uh, a game show we like to call What's That Mean? And now it's time for What does that mean? What does that mean? With your host, Russell Dorsey. That's the thing. What are you talking about? And everybody's favorite contestant, Jason Leach. <laughs> I don't understand. Russ? What's that mean here on Sports Adjacent? And because we have our good friend Maddie Lee sitting in, I, I texted her this morning. It was like, hey, we do this game show called What's That Mean? Where I tell Jason a whole bunch of words and phrases and see if he can figure them out. 
To which Maddie replies, this is where you find out that I'm old and no. don't know what they mean either. And okay. I'm like, okay. you know what? I think so, that's a great idea because now you're going to be playing the game show with it's, me. Congrats. It's even worse than that because he texted me being like, you should do one of the words. So I went from choosing a word to somehow becoming a contestant and I'm pissed. What is, I, what is, what, all what I had to do was keep my stupid mouth shut and I could have been roasting Jason along with everyone else. And now I'm about to be exposed. Maddie has to do it instead of me? No, no, you guys are both wow. doing it because neither oh, we're of you competing. Oh, yes. wow. It's, it's, game it's an actual game now. now. So Maddie, afterward, do you want to uh, get lunch at 11 a.m. and then hang out and watch Wheel of Fortune? That's lovely. Okay. I'm in. And, and watch Days of Our Lives. That's the one. Um, and Judge Mathis. That's the 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 older person's recipe for I, a nice day. Um, I thought about the DJ Khaled. Congratulations, you played yourself. That's what I thought of when Maddie. That's exactly what happened. Got into I'm this. so oh. mad. I know list of words. Just... List of words for you guys. I'm gonna let our guest Jason go first, and then if she okay. does not get it, you have a chance to steal. Oh, I like this. this. Okay. All right, I like this. Um, so we're gonna start. Really, I to be honest, Tony, I don't think either of these. I think both of them either get one or zero. I don't think they're gonna get them today. Uh, but we'll, we'll start. We'll start out. How many I words think. are we doing? We're doing, there's six words. All right, we'll try so, to keep it going quickly. Start with the easy one. All right, Maddie, what does 10 toes down mean? This is an easy one. Five seconds on the clock. Oh Tony, no. give it a buzzer. <laughs> Sad. All right, uh, Mr. Leisure, you have an opportunity to steal. Ten toes down. What does means, that mean? It means that you cannot jump because you have all ten toes on the ground. Tony? Ah, mm. Both of y'all. Y'all didn't even like hit the rim on the shot. Like, <laughs> right, y'all what does it mean? Air ball. Ten toes down means to have to be fully supportive of or committed to. Mm. So if you're very committed nice. to something, ten toes down. All right. So, and, so Tony has about three toes down in this podcast, brother. <laughs> but he has ten toes down in the podcast game. Yes. yes. Yeah. He's got, got thirty it. toes down. Right. Not right. a good start. Right. Right. Not a good start for us. So you guys, zero to zero. Like, there's nowhere to go. But, I can keep. But think about it. There's nowhere to go but us. Nowhere to go yeah. but up. There's no way um, I can win this though. Because if I win, it's like, oh yeah, you should. She's younger. And nope. If I, I think you, I, I think you've showed the audience exactly the way this game. <laughs> exactly where I'm yeah, at. We suddenly right. appear to be on very even footing. Right. <laughs> I think you guys are same playing, playing field. All right, Jason. For you, your word is. Do you know what a BBL is? A BBL? Yes, sir. I don't want to say pass. No, you don't get to do that. We can edit. <laughs> I'm gonna say big boisterous. <laughs> no, nope, stop. stop. <laughs> no, yeah, oh my God. I should have stopped you. <laughs> uh, Tony, give that man a buzzer, please. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, Maddie, your chance to stay. I don't know what it means, Russ. Maddie, uh, what is a BBL? I'm distraught right now because. Oh, no. Of- 
I know. Is this the one that you thought I'd get? Yes. I know I've, I know I've, <laughs> if I, if, if we could do like, give it to me in context, I could nope. get there. Sorry. Um, Sorry. I could do that. Anybody could do that. My kids could do that. Oh, okay, wow. Jason. <laughs> Tony, give, give our, our guest the buzzer. I, that was one, honestly, Russ, that I was afraid of getting right. What does it mean? Uh, hey, Tony, uh, let these folks know what a BBL is. A Brazilian butt lift, guys. Oh, I, this is why I knew what this was. I saw an article about this, about how like these 13-year-olds are getting it, oh. which is oh, terrifying because you are not grown. I thought you were going to say you saw I thought you were going to say you saw an Instagram model that you were sure that had one. Oh, I mean, pro probably focus. also that. But yeah, this is apparently Gen Z. Wait. Yeah, Gen Z is one of us. Yeah. Um, is all about them. Uh, maybe a little too early. Yeah. This girl uh, I used to date. Um, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, Tony, bleep that part. Um, <laughs> so we're still zero to zero because you right. guys are old as hell. Yep, not um, going well. This is the most embarrassed I've been in my life. Well, you should be embarrassed. And I and I puked on the floor in front of my whole third grade class. Like this tops that. Oh that's, no! That, yeah, that's terrible. That's I'm not embarrassed. This is just a baseline for me. This is normal. <laughs> Uh, Maddie, your your next word phrase, cotton 4K. What does it mean? Cotton 4K? Yeah. Is that what you said? Yes. Um, I, I, I'm guessing. <laughs> Don't make that face at me. <laughs> Tony. Jason, chance to steal. Caught I think it means you are caught doing something bad because 4K is like high def. So you were clearly caught doing something bad. Tony? Let's yeah. go! Yes. We have somebody on the board. Maddie, you should be terrible. <laughs> caught is in the, the phrase. Oh, oh my right. God. I'm guessing. And then, the I, and then, and then oh, I didn't guess. <laughs> What, good job, Jason. Like he used, he put his yeah. thinking cap on. He said, "All right, caught's in the phrase, so let's use that to our advantage." Yes. And in 4K means you're, it's right. clear, so you clearly got, you got caught. I have the yips. I feel young again. I feel like 36. <laughs> I, have I, the I, I had some semblance of that in my mind, but I've got the yips now. I couldn't get it out, and Russ's Maddie. face is scaring me. Maddie, <laughs> you gonna let this old you gonna let this old ass man beat you in this? <laughs> That's right. This is the worst day of my life. It is a cool game. You'll learn these young people words that uh, well, we use. Can yeah. we do the word that I came up with? <laughs> no, we're not going to use that one. No. Uh, okay. My, uh, my younger cousin taught me that. Jason, your word, bussin. Now, caveat to this word is there are multiple meanings for it. So if you can give me one of the meanings of the word bussin, you will get a point. It means that you are broke, so you have to take the bus instead of nicer modes of transportation. <sighs> Tony, give this man, <laughs> just, just give it to me. Give, give it to the- I got it? No, you nope. did not. No. Um, I don't have an exact Daddy? definition, but it's in, it's in songs <laughs> and and it's a positive. It's like, a, I don't know, do, 
Doing really good. <laughs> okay, her answer is doing really good. <laughs> her answer is wrong. I'm not gonna give her doing really good. Tony, give that girl a buzzer. <laughs> I, I, I really, I didn't think it, I think this is great content, but I didn't think you guys would, or Maddie, I'm gonna single you out. I didn't think you would do really good. I didn't it think is, so. It is a very sad one to nothing game. <laughs> this is a terrible one to nothing game. So, bussin', multiple minutes, one. I have a song stuck in my head now, but. If some if I, if I if I'm eating something and it's yes. very good, I could say, "Yo, the sandwich is bussin'. I could I also say, "No, no, <laughs> doing really good does no." If I go, yeah. I go to a club and the club is like it's live in there, like it's a lot of fun. Doing lot really of good. I could say this club is bussin'. The other one I cannot say on my podcast. Okay, so those are. I the got terms. that one. I'm gonna give myself think. a half a point. Well, no, Tony. Tell, I'll take it. I'll let Tony be the judge. Tony, I don't think she should get the point because she had no clue. She was really throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what would stick. So I said I it was. Po- I said it was a positive. That was true. I said it was doing really good. Yes. Tony, tell me what you think. A perfect definition. I mean, Jason kind of did the same thing with Caught in 4K, just kind of using context clues. I got it right. I got he, it. He actually did a better job. Up. I got it right. it. He, he explained it, though. I nailed that one. <laughs> I, I, I would give it to her. I would give it to her. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Maddie, don't I get Maddie, you got a point on the technicality. You should not be excited. It's one to one. Honestly, one to one with an asterisk. <laughs> Russ, how could you make Is Tony it? the judge of anything? It's a COVID year. Because he's the only one that knew what these words meant besides me. <laughs> you should be the judge of these. Go on. What's the next one? All right. <laughs> this man, Jason's mad. All right. Two more words. I would take a half a point for my, for my, I just we'll don't want to give you one. I'm going to be polite. Tony gave you a point inexplicably, so you get to keep it. All right. <laughs> just like Chris Paul with all those flops. Maddie, your, your word is simp. Uh, it's Scotty Pippen. Alright, her answer is Scotty Pippen, is that correct? <laughs> Tony, give her a buzzer, please. Jason, what is a simp? I think it's, it's short for simpleton, like a dumb person. <laughs> so it's the, the one that, that no one, that you don't respect. Maddie, you had your opportunity. It's Jason's turn. And, uh, he was also incorrect. So, what I'll say, Jason, to your point, when I first heard that word, I actually thought it was short for simpleton. Oh, I later okay. found out it was, did not mean that. Um, but technically, simp is a term for somebody who, one, to, to Maddie's point, does not have respect of people. It's also somebody who does whatever. How can I say this without? I want to be PC here. Uh, somebody who just does things to have the respect of um, somebody they may or may not be interested in, etc. So that's a simp. Once again, you guys both fail. There's one. I mean, more... Tony, judge. No, you guys didn't get it. Right. Yeah. Damn it. I'm surprised that your answer didn't score a point with Tony, Maddie. That's what I was going for. I was really trying to sweeten the deal with judge number two over here. All right, we got a winner-take-all game. It's number six, but it's game seven here. Jason, 
Do you know what the term glow up means? G-L-O-W or G-L-O-U-P? It refers to getting your hair done. Swing and a miss. Ugh. Maddie, chance to win the game. It's when, it's when you've really improved. So like the glow up challenge was when you showed yourself 10 years ago and you looked way worse than you do now. Tony? In the upset, in the come from behind victory on a technicality, <laughs> Maddie, Maddie Lee takes down Jason Leisure. Oh, we uh, both lost. That was Maddie. I do feel like you lost this game. I lost. I, <laughs> I everyone who listened lost. to it lost. I lost as the the host. Tony <laughs> lost as yes. the sound man slash judge. Like it, this was a sad performance by both of you all. You should both be embarrassed. All of us and our thousands of listeners have taken the L on this. Do you know what taking an L means, Russ? It's us young people that talk like that. (laughs) This will be a first. We don't usually talk about hammer throwing on this show. Well, I mean, we kind of do. That was a good shot. It's an excellent shot, sir. United States cashed out. Hammer thrower Gwen Berry put the Olympic version of hammer throwing in the news this week. The original version. <laughs> is it? Oh, do we have no, to start no, no the other version is the original, but go Stop ahead, it. Jason. Stop it. Stop it. Both of you. <laughs> This is a serious subject. This actually is a serious subject. All right, serious topic. Yeah, yeah, serious topic. So Gwen, Gwen, that controversy with Gwen Berry, uh, for anyone who didn't see it this week, was she at the Olympic qualifying event for hammer throwing uh, has been protesting during the national anthem. This has been a thing that she has she has been protesting or demonstrating one way or another for the last three years. We just really haven't heard of it because they don't have. Sunday night hammer throw or hammer throw on ESPN every week, but this is her sport and this is her platform that she's earned. She will be going to the Olympics this year. And they played the national anthem at a time that they hadn't scheduled it to be played. And she felt that it was a setup to try to put her in a bad spot where she would be inclined to protest or demonstrate. And that is very much against the rules with, USA track and field and the Olympics in general don't allow that. They have an anti-protest policy, which she has spoken up against and violated and uh, got, I think, a year probation from the USOC because of this for a few years. And she predictably has taken a lot of backlash for this. She's been tweeting out just some absolutely horrific emails and comments and things like that that she's gotten and while we've seen a lot of that before, especially in the last five years, going back to when Colin Kaepernick began his protest movement, what I find interesting here is the concept, Russ, of she will be representing America this summer, but feels that America does not represent her. I think that's the perfect way to describe it. I think you have somebody who has worked really hard to represent uh, the country in hammer throw in the Olympics. Um, 
And there, I think there's something very ironic about representing the United States and feeling like the country that you're representing and working hard to, um, you know, represent on a, a global stage doesn't show that support of you, especially back at home um, when it's not the Olympics. And so I, I think this is actually a good thing happening because I think it'll show people like the the mental gymnastics that people will put themselves through to say, oh, no, this is wrong because this country, if you didn't love America, like then why are you representing uh, America in the Olympics, X, Y, Z? And then but you won't be able to explain why she's getting emails, tweets, messages that she has um, in, in that same breath. So, yeah, no, I don't have an issue. Like, I think you should be able to, to protest. Um, I think the Olympics, the, the, the long history of the, the anti-protesting is, is kind of, uh, I think it's silly. And, and I think it, it just, you, you want to, Oh no, this is the Olympics. This is not a place for that, but I actually think it would be the perfect place. Well, there, this isn't going to be the first time. This is, I mean, the U.S. women's no. soccer team is – I mean, are the Olympics going to be the last organization that finally comes around on this? Because even the NFL, like protesting and demonstrating has become the most normal thing in the world now in the NFL. Maddie, I look at this, and I don't know Gwen Berry, but my assumption would be that she does love America. She wants better than – what we're doing right now. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think what always comes up when we have these conversations about protests during the anthem is patriotism. Right. And it's extremely patriotic to want better for your country. Like I, I don't, I can't think of something more patriotic than wanting your country to be the best it can be. And it, you know, it clearly is not. Um, I learned from all of this stuff that, the trials, the Olympic trials only yeah. do the anthem once a day, I believe is what it is. It's not after. Yeah, every they play day. it once a day at these because there's a million events and million medal present and things like that. Yeah. So, I mean, she's right that that they set her up for it. That's messed up. Like, you, you know, especially if, you know, obviously having a platform in order to protest is really good. If you if that's against the rules and you're going to receive not just the normal backlash that you would, but also have repercussions from, I guess the, the sport, the, um, the, I guess, overarching organization that you're competing in. However you describe the Olympics. Yeah, that's messed up. And she should be able to, speak her mind and have these protests without that being this thing looming over the sport. And USA track and field should back her, Russ. That's my problem with this. Like there are things that happen in the world that anger me on different levels of who I am. There are things that anger and offend me as a Christian. There are things that anger and offend me as an American. There are things that anger and offend me as a journalist. But th what this bothers me, uh, this bothers me as a citizen of our country that like I can't control what the Olympic policy is for the entire world. But right. if she's breaking it to speak out. 
USA track and field, the USOC should have her back and say, Hey, this is one of ours. I think that uh, upsets me because I look yeah. at her and say, she is one of ours of this country. And the group that she's a part of athletically does not say that. And I think something that, you know, us track and field, the USOC, um, professional teams around the country have learned over the last four years. This, this is not just, this is one, it's not going away. I think there's a lot of teams, ah, this will be here today, going tomorrow. And I think teams are also figuring out that like, there's, there's not a right, there's not a two sides of racial inequality, racial injustice and social justice. It's not one of the like, ah, there's a both side. No, there's a right side and there's a wrong side. And I think a lot of teams are finding out like, oh, if by not saying anything, we're on the wrong side of this issue. And it shouldn't take backlash for you to support. Like it shouldn't have taken all these years for the NFL to come around and say, no, we, we support the, the push for racial equality and we're against yeah. brutality. Roger Goodell make- delivering it like a hostage video from his basement saying Colin right. Kaepernick was right. 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 After then not re like then then teams not signing him. Like there's, there's the, there's a lot there, but I think, organizations are finding out in real time, like this is not something that you can just throw to the side when it's convenient for you. Like, no, you, your athletes that you pay go home and are involved in real life outside of the sport. And when they're there, these are things, these are things that they face every day. And yeah, I agree with you. Like it's frustrating because you should want, I, if, if it's true that America's a melting pot and we represent all people and all this other stuff that we're taught from a young age, then why wouldn't we hold those values true in a situation like this, you know? And so I, I think uh, it's an eye-opening experience for a lot of people because it's like, oh man, I thought this is what this country represented. And I think w- what people are finding out, found out in the last couple of years is that it's not always the case. You know, it's funny um, for so many people that love America, they really don't understand what that really truly means. Uh, and the reasons why this country was was made and built is to create an environment where the people could challenge the authority and the authority would have to uh, would have to consider what the people want. Um, and if the people or the citizen, and it's crazy because, and then I think we are, we are a protest movement. Our country is a protest movement. Right. It's a, yeah, it, that's all it is. We're a country of rebels. Um, and for people to uh, not understand that tells me one, our educational system sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and two, it's gonna be the downfall of this country because we are never together on anything. Um, we don't agree on anything. We don't even agree if the world is flat. Or around, like we don't even agree what time it is because people want to debate about uh they like savings. Like it's rare that we all agree on anything now in uh in the United States, um, but this one should be a foundational one. If somebody is feeling an injustice and part of the system, people shouldn't be like, "Well, get out of the system." No, it should be, "Why are you hurting? Why, why are you hurting? How can we fix the 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 hurting part versus?" attacking the individual that's saying I'm hurting my people are hurting in this country that we love 
let's do something to fix it. And people have this pride about America. They should have a pride that we can fix these things if we put our minds and our hearts to it, not, hey, the system's doing just fine. Leave it alone. Like, that is not what this country was built on. But it's doing just fine for some. Agreed. And that's where this that's where this protest is unacceptable, while other protests have been, you know, very spirited and patriotic and just fine. Jason, I want to do one of our other favorite segments. Ask an old person. All right. And now it's time for Ask an Old Person. How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? I love the young people. I think that might be my favorite of the intros that Tony made was the Ask an Old Person drop. I know what my least favorite is. I'm going to take offense to that. <laughs> right. Um, this we got to ask an old person. My, my question for you, Jason. So I was at Dodger Stadium and there's this uh, these parents and their kids are being bad as hell. Right. Mm. Yep. Throwing food, running around, knocking into people. Right. Hold on. And, hold, on. Go, hold on. Go ahead, Tony. Ask him what you want to ask him. Yes, Tony. Uh, Don't even ask. Yes, they were. Okay. Uh, So I was, uh, it got me to thinking, I'm like, man, Russell Robert would not be able to run around like that uh, throwing food. First of all, I wish I would throw a $15 slice of pizza (laughs) and like running the strangers. Uh, Cheryl and Ricky would not be playing that. But my quest, it got me to thinking like, man, as a parent, how would I act? Because like, I'm not this. This can't you can't you have to lay down the law. Right. And but it's just like, all right, you're in a public space. There's 50,000 people here. Mm. So my question to you, Jason, is when you and your lovely wife, Ashley, shout out to Ashley. were deciding how you wanted to punish your kids. Like, what was that conversation and how did you what was the resolution about how you go about that? Well, uh, you want to have a serious conversation about this? Yeah. Okay. Having your kids behave. I think that was one of my mistakes as a parent early on is thinking that good behavior from your kids equals good parenting. It is not all about just creating extremely well-behaved soldier-like children. You can make your kids behave because they're little and you're the adult. You control everything. Like that's There's a lot more to parenting than just that. That being said, your kids' rights to act like fools only go so far as it infringes on everyone else's right at the stadium or airport or wherever else to enjoy their time. So for us, the goal is usually to have it be a punishment that somehow fits the crime, so to say, somehow corresponds to what they're doing. Right. Kids are fighting over the iPad. Guess what? I just thought it was a great idea. I'm going to take the iPad away for a couple. I, well, I usually tell the kids I'm going to throw the iPad in the river, but I wouldn't do that because I'm cheap. I, I don't, it, I don't, no point is worth uh, making for $800 or whatever the iPad costs. But right. I think in that case, I would have to say it'd be something like you're not allowed, you're not getting a treat at the game today. Cause that's what my kids do usually is I do this good dad move, by the way, where when I take my kids to a game, I tell them, guess what, kids? And I act like this is like a really good privilege or something. Before the game, 
I'll take you anywhere you want to eat. Full well knowing they're going to pick like Chick-fil-A or Wendy's, something I can get out of there for 25 bucks. <laughs> they think this is amazing. And 25 oh bucks God. is how much like a slice of pizza costs at the game. <laughs> right. So then at the game, I am only I am just on the hook for like a treat. So I would say they couldn't have the treat. Or I would say if they've already had the treat, which could definitely be playing into what them uh, acting foolish and wild at the game, then I will tell it's kind of it just seems harsh, but I would probably say in the moment, like, hey, this will factor into whether you guys get to go to future games. What do you think? I like that. I like Maddie, that. how does that seem? What would your parents have done, Maddie? Or were oh. you sitting there at five years old because you're a baseball writer well, and a sports nerd that you'd be sitting there probably keeping score? Yeah, yeah. My dad and yes. I would show up early and and sit by the bullpen and you know. Did you have your little uh like you know, father and daughter radar guns? He has the big one, you have the little one. Oh my gosh, no, but my kids are definitely gonna get <laughs> radar guns um yeah they probably something like the treat thing i was big on dip and dots oh my kids were and they're heinous at any ballpark uh expense wise like for for what it is but delicious so probably would be no dip and dots um but yeah i was i was locked in i've apparently i knew nothing New no pop culture things as a child either. Look, no, yeah, the, it, it, since it, it, I was five I years old. Now. Maddie was a forty-five-year-old lady at twelve. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! No, I, I I like that. Um, matching the crime with the punishment. I don't I don't think every uh thing uh mistake a kid makes, children make uh is worthy of, you know grounding and all that stuff so but no i don't have kids yet so but it's something i i think about like hmm how is i punished compared to what i want to do as a uh as a parent when i get there so sometimes you you think sometimes you can't fit it so you're just like they do some obscure thing wrong that makes me crazy and it'll just be like all right fine no barbies for the week or whatever Do you want to hear what we didn't get to today, Russ and Matt? Yes, sir. And Tony. I keep forgetting you're here, Tony. This might be a way to go for the future. Maddie, do you know how to edit and produce? Because we might have a job for you. Spot might have opened up. And I love Tony, but he won't care at all because he has 19 other jobs. Um, U.S. men's basketball team was announced. The roster, Russ, a lot of guys not on there that you would have liked to have seen. Anybody in particular mm-hmm. you really wanted to see that's not? Um, not it, it would have just been somebody who declined because of you know whatever. Like they're they're not, the only big names that it's it's weird this year because it's feel like the first year you know no LeBron no Chris Paul no Melo um and so it's like all right this is what we're gonna have for the next yeah. couple of Olympics so no there was nobody I was just like oh my gosh this is a travesty. I would have liked to have seen Curry. He's never been on the Olympic team. I would have enjoyed seeing him on there. Did they? I think did they asked him right? Well, I'm sure he was invited. Yeah, he didn't. I'm he sure turned he it down. Yeah. yeah. Who's your starting five out of this group? Um, Dame, Brad Beal, Tatum, KD, Bam Adebayo. Okay, Maddie, you? Yeah, I had a similar one. I had KD, Lillard, Booker, Tatum. I'm really happy that you said Adebayo. 
Russ, I'm a bandwagon fan. Bandwagon? A bandwagon. Okay. Tony, who's your five? Uh, KD, Bam, Devin Booker, Dame, uh, probably Tatum. I was going to say, if you wanted to go small, which they probably could, and make KD your five, you can sneak Booker in the lineup, too, and let Tatum be your four. I mean, I can't I, – I mean, you got to put – if Devin Booker goes to the finals, I'm not going to have Devin Booker. Well, no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm just saying, like, if you just want to go all-out scoring and score 160 points a game in the Olympics, <laughs> you could, too. But, yeah, they'll probably let Bam be the five, which is – I'm fine with it. I got Lillard, Booker, Beal, Durant, and Draymond Green. Somebody's got to play. No KD? No Tatum. Oh, I said Durant. Oh. No Lillard? No. My listening comprehension is not good. (laughs) Lillard, Booker, Beal, Kevin Durant, and Draymond Green. Hmm. Wait, who's who's the other point guard on the team besides Dame? Do they have one? Draymond. The, the guards are Beal, <laughs> Booker, Holiday, Levine, Lillard, and Middleton. So, oh, Drew Holiday. Okay. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Olympics, Russ Simone Biles also made the cut. She'll be in the Olympics again. I heard she's pretty good. She actually didn't have that great of a qualifier and still made it easily. She, I was having this conversation with somebody pound for pound the best athlete in the world right now. That's like a riddle. That's like a riddle. She's very But good. no, so we we I think the person compared it's Shohei Otani and Simone Biles. Who's that's the better one. athlete? Yeah, that's a good one. And it, that's a good one because I feel like he does things that nobody's ever done in the history of baseball besides one person, but he's done it. He does it better than that dude. And then she's like four eight and has done things we've never seen a gymnast ever do. And I said he's six five two forty She's four eight, <laughs> so you got. It's like it's her. It's her. Maddie, the uh, the Major League Baseball All Star Game uniforms, yes or no? No. Okay. Me, Vin no. Diesel, Vin Diesel, star of F Nine and all the other F movies, turns fifty four this month. He's prop. That's probably like your dad's age, isn't it, Russ? Yeah, it's up there. I mean, Vin Diesel is like our parents' age. I think he's made of plastic. Yeah, he, so he, he, he's drinking. He's drinking his uh, his alkaline water. Yeah, I'll tell you that because he does not look. <laughs> he's just all alkaline cool. now. Yeah, more news that you need. I know that the baseball circuit doesn't ever take you to New Hampshire, but you might end up there accidentally and or on vacation or something. That maybe you'd like to go watch the leaves change or birding or something like that, Russ. Um, while you're in New Hampshire, three things that are illegal there: picking seaweed from the beach. Uh, mowing the lawn or using other equipment, noisy machines on Sunday and using a fake name at a hotel. So don't register at the hotel as Ron Mexico or anything like that, please. Got it. And finally, a herd of cows escaped a slaughterhouse. This is a jailbreak. This is like you could make another Nick Cage movie and it could be about this. Maybe he'll play one of the cows. I think he could do it Uh, and led the local deputies. This is near Los Angeles. If I didn't say that, let them on a chase through streets. One cow got hit by a car, survived it, walked away. There were 40 cows on the loose, 38 recaptured. One was shot and killed, but one is still out there. One one cow actually is on the lamb. So you said they uh, <laughs> you said they escaped the slaughterhouse? Yeah. 
That's like being on death row and, and there's a door open on your way to the lethal injection. It's unbelievable. Now, those cows that I, I kind of am torn because I feel like those 38 cows that escaped and were recapped, I feel like they've earned it. Let them go. But on the other hand, I also like hamburgers. Um, this would be another good time for Tony to do some reading. If, if you can please keep this tight, that'd be great, Tony. What was the official statement from the president of PETA about this event? And now, Tony Gill reads. Hi, guys. Glad to be back. Glasses Tony back in the building for a second time. Appreciate it. Uh, and this is the reading segment where I read. Hey, you know we're short on time. Just read the thing, man. Just for once. You already did all this earlier in the show. You're doing the same bit over and over. Now he's going to replay the thing. And now, Tony Gill reads. All right, guys. Glasses Tony is back. Thank, appreciate you guys for bringing me back. Love the show. Yeah, shut up. Uh, this is from the president of PETA, Ingrid Newkirk. These cows, desperate bid for freedom, should have been recognized by moving them to a sanctuary where they could have bonded with other rescued cows, nursed their calves in peace, and lived out their lives just like you and I hope to do. PETA invites anyone who cheered their escape or mourned their deaths to extend that compassion to all cows and all other animals by going vegan. What do you think, Russ? You giving up steaks? Uh, I am planning on getting a 38 out through by from somewhere. So on that note, that's my guy. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent this week. We Thanks are, to Maddie Lee. Yeah, we are. Uh, we join Maddie. Yeah, dishy though. Oh, come on. Rude. You're a good host. Be polite, Russ. I, look, Maddie's my friend, and I'm glad we had her on. Is she? I, I think she's, I, I think the, the idea that she came in here to class us up is false. She joined right, she fit right in. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I don't want to forget obvious shirts. Yes. Go on there. Our collection is up for pre-order. Uh, use promo code adjacent10, get 10% off your order and free shipping. Uh, support Joe. The new store, Ivy Shirt store coming to Wrigleyville in July. That's going to be awesome. It's, uh, that's great that Joe has that going. A lot of big things for Ivy Shirts going on right now. Um, make sure you go on Apple, Spotify, subscribe, give us five stars, leave a comment, uh, follow the show on Twitter at sports underscore Jason. Follow us at Russ underscore Dorsey, at Jason Leisure, at the Tony Gill, at Maddie Lee. Is that is underscore just M underscore Lee? I'm I'm a uh, prosecutor. Oh, no. Oh, no. Works as an email address, but not a Twitter handle. It's a lot. It's a mouthful. There's a lot of Maddie it's, Lee's out there. It's shocking, I know. That'd be embarrassing. Um, but yeah, thanks you guys for listening as always. And we will catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.